0: Country music superstar John Rich is with me today, who has a new album out called The Country Truth, released through his own label, Rich Records. John is really an anomaly in this business because he calls the shots as his own boss in an industry that has a huge amount of control over their artists and content. This past week, John released the first single from Country Truth called... I'm offended. And he performed it on Fox and Friends. Not only is it a great song, it will make you laugh and really think about what he's singing about because it's very relevant to what's going on in the country today. Not only is John Rich a singer, songwriter, performer, he's also a children's advocate with an incredible story about how he changed legislature when it comes to the materials that are available to kids in schools. He's also a successful business owner of a very popular made-in-America whiskey to opening and running his own bar in Nashville. He wears a lot of different cowboy hats, and he's also one of the kindest, most considerate people I've ever met that doesn't let the success go to his head. You'll also want to stay tuned to get a performance of that brand new number one hit, which he performs in studio with me. You're going to love it. Here is the amazingly talented wearer of many hats who brought his guitar to play me a song. John Rich on the Janice Dean podcast.
1: John Rich, you made the Dean's List. Thank you for inviting me. Are uh, you kidding me? You know, I'm in New York. I'm like, I hope I get to see my favorite person, Janice, and we, <laughs> you know, we just bumped into each other there, like in a hallway. Well, so.
0: it's actually Brian Kilmeade and I use this little tiny area with filing cabinets as our little office. Like, I got to take a picture of it someday because it's literally right at the stairwell, and he puts his computer there. I end up putting my you know, all of my stuff there before I do the weather. And it's, it's not an office. It's like literally probably one of the most like non-office places in the building. It's like that
1: junk drawer in your kitchen. That's exactly it. And you know, if I can't find it, it's probably in that drawer.
0: And I was right there at the stairwell when you came up, I gave you a big old hug and I knew you were going to be on the program today talking about your new song. And then I heard you play it on the Fox and Friends
1: couch. And it's, Awesome. (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: Tell me about it. How did it come about and how long did it take you to write that song?
1: So I look around our country like everybody else and I see absolutely nothing funny Mm. going on. There's nothing, nothing to grin about, nothing to laugh about or or really feel good about on pretty much any level. So I was sitting around thinking, what is funny going on? Is there anything that's funny? I said, you know, what's absurd is how... And I'm guilty of it, too. Everybody's offended at everything all the time, no matter what it is. It's Mm -hmm. constant outrage, left, right, back and forth all the time. I said, I'm going to write a song called I'm Offended, which (laughs) the title alone makes you laugh like you're laughing right now. It's so awesome. So I write the song. Uh, It didn't take long. A couple of hours sitting around with with a couple of buddies and. We write. I'm offended, and I said I'm going to put this on a record and put it out at the end of summer. <laughs> and uh, right now on on the iTunes download chart, it is the number one most downloaded record of all records of all genres. Holy moly! Oliver Anthony's the number one song. Yep, uh, with Richmond, North of Richmond, and then I'm the number one record. And neither one of us have record deals. What
0: does that tell you? Oh,
1: it's so beautiful.
0: It really is. It's like wake up America, right?
1: It's been told to artists, myself included, for decades, you cannot make it. You cannot compete at a high level if you don't have a big company behind Mm you. And you know what? They were right for a long time because all the big companies control everything, including country radio. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to get played on the radio and you're not going to get on the award show and all this other stuff. However... Now, the way the way tech moves, it is maybe one good thing about tech. There's most things about tech I think are terrible. Yep. This is actually a good thing that artists can now get to millions of people literally by posting it on social media or just sticking it out there yeah. and letting the fans react. And mm-hmm. man, when the fans make you number one and not the industry, that's, that, awesome. that's a real number one to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: How did you come to meet Oliver Anthony?
1: So Dan Bongino and his team ran across a video on him on TikTok. Okay. So Oliver Anthony was on TikTok. He had, I think he was, you know, he had two, or 3,000 views or something. And they ran across him and Dan shoots me the video of him singing Richmond North of Richmond said, Hey man, I'm not a music guy, but is this as good as I think it is? Take a listen. I, I listened to it. I went, good God, listen to this. Wow. I said, this guy's incredible. So Dan's like, we should post this video. We should try to put a spotlight on this guy, just mm-hmm. to help him out. I said, absolutely. So we started posting it. And then halfway through that day, I looked up and it was all over the place. <gasps> Everybody ran with it. The song speaks for itself.
0: It does. And I saw an interview with, um, with Griff that he taped, I think, over the weekend. And this guy doesn't have a political party or anything. He just sees the way we are so divisive right now and wanted to put it out there in the universe <laughs> that – why can't we just respect each other anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, why can't we get along? And he's concerned about the future of this country.
1: Yeah, he's actually said on that interview that he he doesn't think America has more than one more generation if we don't figure this out. yes. You know, the way he sounds and looks in that video that we've all now seen, he looks worn out, exhausted, shredded, angry, sad. He looks... I think he looks and sounds like most Americans feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that song has just become an absolute iconic song. It, you know, Songs are powerful. They can unlock a part of somebody in their mind, in their soul and spirit. It can unlock them in a way that a speech can't do or mm-hmm. a television show can't do. It can unlock them. That music is powerful.
0: It's interesting because I think of music as sort of a, a way to bring people together. Right? Like you're at a concert, you don't care who voted right. for who, right? no nope. But in this case it brings a really important awareness. Yeah. That we aren't there right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look back throughout American music, I mean the Vietnam War, um, there's a real strong case to be made that singer-songwriters had a lot to do with stopping the Vietnam War, at least ending the Vietnam War. Wow. When you look at a Bob Dylan and you look at uh, you know Creedence Clearwater Revival. Some yes. of these artists that are writing songs about what's going on and how upset they are about it, they became rally cries. Merle Haggard uh, wrote, uh, "Are you rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell?" And then he wrote, uh, "When you're talking down my country, son, you're walking on the fighting side of me." Like they talked about what's going on in culture, and it had massive impact. It, it gave people something to focus on as a message.
0: Wow. And I love that you're doing this on your own. I just watched a documentary on George Michael and a lot. I'm uh, so sad because he was so talented, but he really was a prisoner of the record company. And a lot of that documentary focused on that and how stressful that was for him. Mm-hmm. And he admitted, like, at the beginning, you're just so hungry. You want anybody to pay attention. You want to get your records out there. So you do sign on the dotted line forever and ever. Amen.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, Prince. When Prince came back, he didn't call himself Prince anymore. He called himself the artist, right? Because that's how you're referred to in your contract, yes. As the artist, mm-hmm. like this homogenized name, not John Rich or Janice Dean or whoever. No, it's just the artist. Mm. And and those record contracts are basically uh, indentured servitude to a great degree. Yes. Uh, and so when artists. Get bigger and bigger, and the label starts making all this money on them. The contract does not change; mm. they're still locked into whatever they agreed to when they were hungry, coming in off the street. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, to Oliver Anthony, good for him. You know, he said uh, he turned down a eight million dollar offer, and it's a guy with three hundred thousand miles on his pickup truck, got a, got a, a wife, a small kid, and one on the way. He turns down eight million dollars, and you say, I've, "I've been talking to him almost every day since this all happened." I said. Why'd you turn that down? He goes, I don't want their dirty money in my bank account. Oh. I mean, and I am astonished by that. I mean, the level of conviction and constitution you have to have as a person to turn down $8 million mm-hmm. when you're, you know, paying the bills, uh, growing a family, that is, I've never heard anything like it, man. He, I, he is the real deal all the way around.
0: So how do we change it, John? Like, how do you change it?
1: Well, I think what you're seeing right now with, what his song is doing and what my record is doing. Listen, The Country Truth is the number one downloaded record in the world, meaning album, 10 song album. I look at who's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. These are like massive artists on massive labels that I am sitting on top of. So, what is this proving mm. to other artists, mm-hmm. other singers out there who are undiscovered at this point, who have a lot of talent and they got something to say? We are proving to you that it can be done without selling your soul to the music industry. Because mm. up until recently, You wouldn't really be able to argue with them because you couldn't point to anything that really succeeded at a high level without the record industry. Mm -hmm. And now you can. It's starting to happen.
0: And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. So they're going to have to bend a little bit, right, the music industry? You don't think it's going to happen?
1: <laughs> I think, listen, right now, like, for instance, The Country Truth on iTunes, it's number one. And if you go on Featured Music on iTunes, I'm nowhere to be seen. I'm invisible on that entire platform. And iTunes labeled I'm Offended as explicit content. What? Yes. They put there's no e. F-bombs of in there. Of course there's not. The hardest word I use is pissed when I say, uh, I, I pray to God you think that's odd because you say he don't exist, so why are you so pissed? <gasps> and so they put explicit content on that song to try to keep people from downloading, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, well... I'm offended that they put that on there. I'm offended that they're offended. Part two. (laughs) I mean, thank you for proving my point, dummy. (laughs) That's exactly what the song is about. You
0: know, another big story that I read today, and I love Queen, Fat Bottom Girls, which was like an anthem when I was growing up. It's gone. They took it off of their greatest hits. Why? Yes, because it's
1: offensive fat shaming or something whatever it Come is on. i mean
0: listen i am one of those girls i'm not offended he was
1: talking about how much he liked them.
0: i know so That's this is, it's gone way too far
1: well it's it's gone so far out there now that it doesn't even matter what your politics are regular human beings go this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah you know this is ridiculous i've got a lot of friends who are big-time comedians Mm -hmm. And there, you know, one guy in particular, I won't name him, but he's a massive comedian. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter. That's how far left he is. And he came to my house and he said, I I can't keep voting for this. I said, why is that? He said, I am not going to be told what jokes I can say on a microphone.
0: And that's what's happening.
1: That is what's happening.
0: I had a conversation with somebody the other day about doing the weather. And we call, you know, when you get into fall and we've got some nice summer days, Indian summer. Can I say that anymore? Yeah. Maybe not.
1: Well, say it and see what happens. <laughs> At the end of the day, well, here's what happened. And now, we the people are now canceling big companies whereas the big companies used to cancel we the people. Yeah. That whole paradigm has shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, shifted. You see uh Bud Light's down almost 30 billion dollars off yeah. their market cap just because people said, "I'm just not going to buy it anymore." Yeah. Disney is uh, Disney's like a ghost town. Um you see what's happened to Target and a lot of these other places. We, the people, are now realizing the power we really have Mm -hmm. when we move as a unit, and I think the industry is going to have to pay attention to that because you may be able to knock somebody off Twitter or Facebook or whatever but they can turn around and cost you $30 billion in six months. Yeah. Think about that.
0: I know. And uh, one of the Bushes says he wants to buy Bud, Bud back, Bud Light, or the company yeah, I back. I saw that.
1: Right? Yeah, he said his great-granddad would be rolling over in his grave if he saw how they handled this. Unbelievable. Maybe we have to get back to basics, John Rich. Yeah. You know, maybe we have to say one
0: person really can change something. And more of us have to do that. I mean, as parents we are in charge of our kids and we're the biggest advocates for them so if we don't like what's happening in their school we have to go to the school board meetings we can't ignore that anymore
1: right i don't know if you know this story but since you brought it up about kids and schools can i tell you a story yes so i like everybody else became aware of the pornographic material that was sitting in these elementary schools all over the place including the state of tennessee where i live and I'm, I'm looking at these pictures and these books, and I'm reading some of these stories, and I'm going, this has got to be illegal. You can't expose minors to obscene material like that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be illegal. So I literally sit in my armchair there at the house in Nashville and get out my computer, and I look up, exposing minors to obscene material, state statute, Tennessee. Enter. Boom, here's the state statute. Oh, it's definitely illegal. A- and it describes what is considered to be obscene. Okay. And so you bounce that against what I'm looking at. I go, this, this yep. is absolutely that. So I do the same search, but federally. Mm-hmm. There's a federal enticement statute is what they call it. It's also illegal to do it there. And then I thought, well, if I showed these pictures on a TV station, the FCC would kick you off of the course. air. If I read these words on a radio station, they would kick you off the radio station. Yeah. So I went before the House of Representatives in Tennessee and gave a five-minute speech where I listed all those things, including the FCC part. It's, it's, it, it caused a bill to be written in Tennessee that eventually got chewed up and spit out by a bunch of rhinos that are down there in our legislature, unfortunately. So I thought we had lost. But the speech got heard by some attorney generals around the country, unbeknownst to me, they took my speech. They zeroed in on the FCC part of it uh-huh. that, yeah, if you can't show it on TV and you can't read it on the radio, you can't expose a kid to it in the classroom. It just became law in the state of Texas and just became law in the state of Louisiana. Oh, So to your point, can one person make a difference? Yes. Yeah. Even if you think you're losing, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to speak the truth, this is an opportunity, this chaotic mess that we're in of nonsense and lies. If you've got enough about you to step forward and speak the truth loudly you absolutely will punch through the racket and make a difference.
0: Well, it sounds like you'd be great
1: for politics. Oh, God. (laughs) Yuck. I mean, that just... Are
0: you offended? I almost almost
1: threw up in my mouth a little bit, I'm going to be honest with you. That was bad.
0: But the thing is, we need more of you, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate it, too, but I've thought about it only because... There needs to be more people that are fired up over something that y- you just you realize that one voice can make a difference, yeah. and why not mine?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, right now my focus is raising my two sons. Yeah, uh, they're they're eleven and thirteen, you know, I, moving into yeah. teenagers. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> I've been asked to run for governor of Tennessee more times than I can shake a stick mm-hmm. at it, and I said, hey, uh, let this mustache turn white and ask me again. <laughs> 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 you <Yeah>, know. <laughs> But, in, but right now, I, I have not been prompted to do anything like that okay. by by the Lord himself, which is what that would take. And I look at my two boys and go, that is the most important thing I have to do is raise them up right because the world they're getting ready to walk into. Yep. If they said, yeah, dad wasn't around much my, our teenage years because he was hanging out with a bunch of dirty politicians in Nashville. I am not going to have that in my history.
0: I think that's a good point because at one point I was sort of thinking about it and it was at the dinner table that I just— posed the question to my fourteen and twelve year old. Oh man. I said, what if mom did
1: this? And they were like, please don't, Mom. Please don't do that. No. Yeah. yeah. They would basically their more their most formative years, you're not around.
0: Right. And I don't that's think, who we have to I don't to think listen you to. would forgive
1: yourself. Oh I know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't forgive myself. And but you know what? If we're around and the <laughs> opportunity's there and we've taken care of business and we're twilling our thumbs, you never know. I th-
0: I say the same thing. It's got to be right for my family to to think about something like that. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have the discussion. How did you, were you always musical, like ever since you were a
1: little boy? My dad is a preacher who preaches in prisons. And my dad went to 32 Mardi Gras in a row and stood down on the French Quarter with a guitar around his neck, singing gospel songs and preaching to people during Mardi Gras. Yeah. You're talking about the 80s and yeah. 90s when it was just something yep. else. So I grew up around him watching him play guitar. He, uh, started teaching me how to play when I was five years old. I would sit behind him and back him up on, you know, I'll fly away and amazing grace and stuff oh. like that circle be unbroken, but I never thought you could make money at it. I lived in Amarillo, Texas, which is cow town USA moved to Nashville. Uh, when I was going into high school, cause my mother's from Tennessee. So we moved to Tennessee. That's when I realized, Oh wow, people make money singing songs. I never <laughs> even thought about that. So started entering talent contests and, um, uh, Meeting people and one thing leads to another. I get in a band called Lone Star, which sells several million records and yep. did well. I left that band, met a guy named Big Kenny, who's a total trip of a human <laughs> being, and uh, we put Big and Rich together. So, and now we're still doing Big and Rich. We did 40 concerts this year. And then on my own, I come out and sing songs like I'm Offended and Progress and Earth to God and, you know, stuff that's really specific to how I think. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why music is so powerful because you can customize it to exactly how you feel it just so happens a lot of people feel how i feel
0: Mm. and big rich how does that work then uh are they part of a label are you separate
1: no we stepped away from the industry as well
0: how how did you do
1: it uh we said you got to let us go we're not turning any more records
0: and they were and you
1: did it they went well you can't well we're doing it we're not turning any more records so what are you going to do just going to sit here you know and so Eventually they said, okay, and you negotiate an exit and you get out. And we started Big and Rich Records. And on Big and Rich Records, we scored five top ten songs on country radio, which Mm -hmm. everybody thought was totally impossible. Um, At this point, country radio, how crazy is it, Janice, that I've got the number one most downloaded, not just country record, but record period in America. Not one country music station is playing this song or any song off that record. I Think about that. Yeah. If that, that, that tells you all you need to know right there. If you're not part of the club, they're not going to back you up. But that's fine with me. I don't want to be in their club anyway.
0: And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Isn't the, aren't there any radio? I don't know if there are radio DJs out there anymore, but couldn't they just, just play it?
1: No, they can't because they all answer to consultants who run the big conglomerates. 90% of all radio stations are now owned by about three or four companies, yep. as you know. Mm-hmm. And so if the consultant doesn't tell the, you know, some consultant in Seattle is telling a guy in Tulsa, Oklahoma what he can and cannot play on the radio station, and he has to follow that list. Hmm. So if you're not on the list, you're not getting played.
0: Well, I got to tell you, back in the early 90s, when I worked at the Classic Rock Station, we were supposed to play 30% uh, Canadian can- content because mm. I lived in Canada. Right. And there were some times where I didn't play
1: it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Rule breaker. <laughs> Rule breaker.
0: But back then, you <laughs> know, you, rebel. you got your printout, right? And yeah. You had to just sort of put a little check mark that you played BTO Bachman Turner over not that i have anything against Bachman Turner overdrive <laughs> but the fact that i was playing it so often to you know to appease the canadian right. government sometimes i didn't what well, good for bto <laughs> that's true so what's on the horizon for you these days my
1: friend well um I gotta tell you, my little brand Redneck Riviera has just gone berserk.
0: Oh, look it, at you! You're like a businessman. You're doing all sorts You wear all sorts of different hats.
1: <laughs> I have a hat collection. Yes, I do. <laughs> now, this Redneck Riviera brand, uh, you know, it's a it's a big bar downtown in Nashville. It's it's we say it's where patriots come to party. I mean, it is. It's it is police, fire, veterans, active duty. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's where they go when they come to town. Really proud of that place. My whiskey's now in over 10,000 stores across the U.S. We're in every, you know, Walmart, Publix, Safeway, Albertsons, you name it, Winn-Dixie, all the big blue chip stores. Uh, RedneckRiviera.com is where you go. It's got a store locator. You put in your zip code and you'll find a store. But the whiskey, the bar, the boots, all the stuff I do with Redneck Riviera, we give 10% uh, back to the folds of honor. And since 2018, we've sent them $1.6 million. Oh, my So
0: I have goodness. to thank everybody
1: out there listening that supported Redneck Riviera. You're the reason I get to write those checks. <laughs> so thank you very much.
0: And the product is good, by the way.
1: Yeah, the product's really good. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, like my whiskey is like a, considered a premium whiskey at a moderate price. So it's under 25 bucks.
0: How did you do that?
1: Because I own it. And so I determine what we sell it for. Yeah. And I, I use American glass. Nobody uses American glass. Nobody. Right. All the glass in the liquor store is Chinese or Indian glass or Mexican. All of it, except mine. Mine's American glass, American corks. You know, I could have charged $40, $50 a bottle for it. I said, put it at 25 or less because I want working class Americans to be able to afford to drink the good stuff. Yeah. That's where I grew up. Double wide trailer, Amarillo, Texas. I have a high school diploma. That's the extent of my pedigree. There's nothing fancy in my background. That's how I grew up. Those are still the people I identify with the most. So when I come with, with experiences and products, I want to make it where they can get their hands on it. You yeah.
0: know. Well, you're just a nice person, too. I find that in life when you look back at the trajectory that you go on. You know, my career hasn't been because I handed somebody a resume. It's been someone who was kind to me along the way and said, you know, I think she's good at this. Why don't you try that? Did you find that in your career as well?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, yes, it's that, and it's also putting yourself out there mm. all the time. You yeah. cannot hide at your house or hide in the back room and, and think it's just going to happen. You have to make the effort to be in the position for that mentor-style person to come along and put their arm around and go, Hey, you know what? That was pretty good. Huh. I've got another opportunity for you. You know, we've got a right to pursue happiness in America, not a right to be happy. We have a right to pursue success, not a right to be successful Mm -hmm. and all the rest that goes along with that. I think you can say Americans fall in probably one of those two groups, pretty much the the group that says, I want what I want when I want it. And if I don't get it, I'm going to throw a fit. And the other side says, just get out of my way and let me work. Let me fail. Let me, let me go see what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. That's why every human on the earth wants to live in America, because we recognize the inalienable right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Every, every human is all created by God, all created by the same boss, meaning we all inherently have this drive in us to exhaust our potential. And, and most countries don't allow that. Uh, most regimes around the world. They're not going to let their people really go. In America, we can do that. So I always tell Americans, stop bellyaching about it Get out there, be seen, be heard, and go for it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're going to get it, but you got a right to go for it.
0: Have you always been vocal about what you believe in? I know a lot of artists will say, you know, I don't want anybody to know what my colors are, who I voted for, that kind of thing. I just want them to listen to the music. You're kind of different. You know, you're a guy that said, you know what, I know what my right is and my rights are to say what I feel and talk about what I want to talk about. Has that always been the case?
1: No, because in the music industry years— I tried that a couple of times and they had big meetings around giant tables in the tops of tall buildings <laughs> to discuss uh, how we got to wrangle John Rich in and sit me down in a room and say, listen, you're going to destroy your career if you keep saying these things, mm. if you keep doing those interviews or writing songs like that. And I said, okay, well, I don't want to wreck my career, you know, so for a while I would just choke it back. But it, I got to a point about five years ago, I just said, I'm watching my two sons get older, They're watching me. They're watching me watch the news. And I'm like everybody else. I'm talking to the TV. I'm going, can you believe this? You know, and you're yelling at the TV. But then you put your boots on, your hat on, you go play patty cake on the red carpet with the same people you were just yelling at. That's Mm. called being a hypocrite. Yes. And so I said, my boys are not going to witness their dad being a hypocrite. Mm. I'm not going to do that. So I said, all right, I'm going to come out swinging. And I did five years ago. And guess what? I lost the record deals. I lost... Music Row, lost country radio, lost the entire industry. But what I picked up was tens of millions of patriot, hardworking Americans out there who think like I think, and they they appreciate that I'm willing to sing these songs and have these conversations, and now they have my back. And now my record's number one in the entire world right now with no record label. Loyalty is a big deal. Yeah, You have to choose in your life at some point what's more important to you, being your own person, or are kowtowing and playing the game. Mm-hmm.
0: But you're also willing to talk to people on the other side. You brought up your friend who was a Bernie Sanders right. r- a supporter. And you're still willing to have some whiskey with him of at course. a table?
1: No, it's, you, you have to know what other people are thinking and, more importantly, why they think that. Mm. Ask them, you know, instead of just rolling over them with a bunch of comments, go, well, why do you think that? Yeah. And then listen to them because it's probably the way they were raised or some experience that they had. Who knows? Hopefully, it's not just because the media told them that. But serious-minded people that I disagree with, they have real reasons as to why they think what they think. And so when you have that cocktail with a person like that, even though you still disagree at the end, you understand them better, which creates empathy for the other person and yourself back and forth, and friendships remain. Mm -hmm. Do you have a lot of people that come and say, you know, God bless you.
0: I wish I could do that.
1: Yes, all the time. Yeah. Oh, artists, call me of up. Course. Like right now it's happening because since the country truth is at number one, all these country artists that I'm friends with are going, bro, way to go, man. I wish I could sing a song like that. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many people have texted me. Do you
0: tell them you can?
1: They can't. Not and keep their record deals. The record label, I'll put it to you this way. If Oliver Anthony would have had a record deal mm-hmm. first, yeah. and then he wrote Rich Men North of Richmond and recorded it, none of us would have ever heard it. Mm. It would have never been seen the light of day. There's no way a record label is going to put their name on something that is calling out Epstein Island, uh, the welfare system. I mean, on and on how he's going, at the, the current administration. I mean, he's going after the whole thing. You think they're going to let that song out? Absolutely never. Mm. And so you have all these artists that would love to sing a song like that and have written songs like that because I've heard them and you're never going to hear them because they're on Sony or Universal or Warner Brothers or wherever they're at and they they don't have they don't have control over their music.
0: Look at you being David against Goliath.
1: I'm not really against them. I appreciate that compliment. I I don't know if I can accept it, but I do think yeah, somebody has to pick up the sling and the rock and throw it at the giant. Oh. And see that you can hit the giant in the forehead, you can hit the target. Mm-hmm. Oliver Anthony's hitting the target. I'm hitting the target. Uh, listen, Al Dean didn't back up. He's the only one with a major record deal that's putting out songs like that that will not back up. Mm-hmm. And the truth about him is you can you could cancel Al Dean. They could kick him off the radio, but you can't cancel people from buying concert tickets. Mm. And you can't cancel people from downloading a song.
0: Right. And look at what's happened with some of these country artists with some of the videos that people find questionable. Or, you know, the artist that did uh, Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Yeah. You know, she was grateful for that, but people are making that into—of course—well, a black uh, a woman that happens to like females would never have a number one country hit. You right. know, that's what they made it out to be.
1: Because I'm offended that you're offended. Let's all get offended tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the point of my song. That's literally it. Yes. Like somebody does, you know, he loves her song. He's a fan. Yeah. He puts it out. It's a great people, recording. People all generations she now. She loves it. Yep. It, it moved it to another generation. Yep. It's great for everybody involved. Right. But a bunch of offended people got to get out here and and start screaming and hollering about it. I'm like, that's the point of my song. It is so absurd. That I had to call it out. I'm like, we just got to mock this entire situation right now because it is mock worthy.
0: Can you play that song for me?
1: I can. Oh, I he's gonna my, do it. I brought my guitar and everything.
0: This is the first on the Janice Dean podcast, is this the by the way.
1: First we've had live music on. Yes. Your, oh my.
0: Yes. Well, I'm
1: excited. Okay. I'm
0: excited too. All right, here we go. Okay.
1: seems like these days no matter what you say someone's losing their ever-loving mind (laughs) it's like they're looking for a reason to have their fragile feelings hurt every single time my country truck i gas it up you got your fancy tesla hooked up to a plug i know you're mad you think i'm bad Cause I'm breathing free at last And you're still stuck behind your mask And I'm offended <laughs> You're offended Let's all get offended tonight I'll order us a beer We can sit down right here And yelling and yell and cuss and fuss and fight just a minute. You can't amend the First Amendment. You're offended. I defend it all the time. Yeah. So let's take another sip. Don't hold back and let it rip, because in the end you'll be left and I'll be right. <laughs> and I'm offended. You're offended. Let's all get offended tonight. How? We can sit down right here And scream and yell and cuss and fuss and fight I like to shoot my 22. Somehow it seems to always trigger you Bang, bang, I pray to God You think that's odd Cause you say he don't exist So why are you so pissed? (laughs) I'm offended You're offended Let's all get offended tonight I'll order us a beer. We can sit down right here and scream and yell and cuss and fuss and fight. Hey, I'll order us a beer. We can sit down right here and scream and yell
0: and cuss and fuss and fine. Woo-hoo! That was a thing of beauty. I appreciate that. I loved it. That was fun. Well, you can come back anytime.
1: Well, I would love to come back every time. Oh, well, every that, time I'm up in New York or you're in Nashville. Well, you know, listen,
0: Patriot Award's coming up.
1: It is, yeah. Coming up, uh, I hear it's at the Grand Ole Opry.
0: I am just, just that alone gives me the chills. Excellent.
1: Excellent place to do it. And, uh, of course, I'll have Redneck Riviera doors flung <laughs> wide open that's when the, the show is I'm over. Going, Everybody head to my bar, you know. <laughs> and there'll be every artist you can imagine at my bar singing down there. So Aww. it'll be a good time.
0: Tell me the history you know the history of the grand Ole opry and how how like it's hallowed ground
1: yeah so at the turn of the century early 1900s uh downtown of nashville there was an old methodist church and some basically hillbilly singers uh you know immigrants really scottish irish english uh banjo players fiddle players and whatever they said hey went to the church and said hey we'd like to have a saturday night you know, jam basically, mm-hmm. playing music. And the church said, Okay, well we'll we'll charge, you know, ten cents a ticket, so it raise a little money for the church and uh and then AM six fifty comes along, which is a was the biggest AM station in the in the country at that point, biggest signal. So they started broadcasting it and they called it the Grand Ole Opry. Well that signal, AM A- waves, This interesting technical thing, but AM waves roll long and shallow. Mm-hmm. So they, they bounce off of hills and they'll land in another state. Mm-hmm. So there were people all the way in southern Ohio, all the way down to Louisiana, here in the Grand Ole Opry. And so the musicians would start driving to Nashville and auditioning to be on the Grand Ole Opry stage. So they could hear this the This is music. Minnie Pearl, Roy Acuff, you know, all the greats would show up. That became the Grand Ole Opry at the Ryman Auditorium. Matter of fact... I got married uh, in 2008 on the stage of the Ryman Auditorium. Oh. We got married there, yeah. So <gasps> it, it is hallowed ground. It is it is the mother church of country music. And now the, the Grand Ole Opry, um, the new one. Is out by the Operland Hotel, and and uh, it's bigger than the Ryman. But if you ever come to Nashville, you have got to go do the tour of the Ryman Auditorium. Mm,
0: I'm just thinking about something. If we're going for the Patriot Awards, I would love to get a tour
1: of Nashville with John Rich. Do you want to ride in the 68 Cadillac or the Smokey and the Bandit car? Um, both. <laughs> you take one, I'll take the other. We'll race down Broadway.
0: Okay, I might you, have to call somebody. Would you be my Sally Field? <laughs> Of course I would. <laughs> uh, you're just a, such a pleasure to be continued because I'm not just sitting here talking the talk. I'm going to walk the walk. Absolutely.
1: You got my number.
0: <laughs> well, listen, uh, all the best. That song is fantastic. I expect it's going to be number one for a while.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks right, for telling the friend, folks about it. God you, bless you.
0: God bless you. Thanks again to John Rich for spending some time with us today on the Janice Dean podcast. How awesome was that? I felt like he was serenading me in the Fox News audio studios. And how great would it be if he gave me a tour of Nashville in November during the Patriot Awards? Tickets, by the way, for the Patriot Awards are now on sale, but they're going fast. FoxNewsPatriotaWards.com And you can check out John Rich's new album, Country Truth, with his number one single called I'm Offended by clicking over to JohnRich.com Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.